Hi, it's me, Victoria, your DM. I'm just going to be a little quick announcement. We are going to be at Breakout Con in Toronto, March 15th through 17th. We're super excited. Um, I will be running a game and we're going to be doing a, a panel with people like James D'Amato of the One Shot Network and Daniel Kwan, also of the One Shot Network. Guests of honor at Breakout are people like Chris Bivey, John Butterfield, Mandy Hutchinson, Melissa Lewis-Gentry, and Nikki Valens. Uh, it's a really great, inclusive, and wonderful con. So if you are going to be in the Toronto area on March 15th through 17th, you should definitely come check it out. Akatacon has a Kickstarter that will be running from March 21st to April 24th. And before I take some time to actually talk about the Kickstarter, I want to talk about my experience with Akatacon. The Broadswords had the opportunity to attend last year, and it was marvelous. The people that we met, the games that we played, the live show that we got to be a part of... Everything was marvelous. The people that we met were just warm and lovely and inclusive. And I mean, I've made some longtime friends from Akatacon. So what I'm really trying to say is you need to go because you will have the time of your life. Now, if you are interested in the Akatacon Kickstarter, GM badges go for $25. Regular badges will be $45, but there is a $5 Kickstarter discount. VIP badges will be $90. To get them, you have to register early um, and you will receive the invite to the Thursday night meet and greet with a little bit of extra swag. The demo tables for designers are $40 and that comes with two badges and designated tables for the duration. Vendor areas will be $65 to $75 depending on the spot and you will receive up to four badges. They will have a Kickstarter exclusive t-shirt. Uh, you can only get it if you buy it during the Kickstarter event. Uh, and it's cheaper than the other t-shirts that will be sold during the events. A Catacon will be in November, uh, the weekend from the 8th to the 10th. I hope that we can see you there because it will be so much fun. The party has split with Maypri, Keela, and Kenathar off to Waterdeep. Yelaris decided to stay in Sigil to learn a little bit more from her tutor, Oglava, about magic. Will this work? Or is it a bad idea? You're listening to The Broadswords. Starring in this episode... Kristen Flemons, playing Yolaris, the half-elf wizard witch. I want to do that. Guest player, Blue Jay, playing Oglava, the tiefling barbarian wizard. Is chess the only thing you intend to do while you're here, or...? And then there's me, Victoria Rogers, your DM. Hi, it's me, Victoria, and we have a guest today. We have Blue Jay. Hi, Hi Blue I'm Jay. I'm a guest. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We're oh, really it is my excited. absolute pleasure. I'm super hyped to get to play such a high level character. No spoilers, but <laughs> you want to tell me playing, how high? I've been playing like a level four character, higher than level four. Nice. Uh, I've been playing like a level four <laughs> character and lower. For the past few months, so not being level four is nice. 
Okay, so what? Where can we find you? What's going on in the in the world of Blue Jay? Um, well, you can find out all the things that are going on. Um, usually over at my Twitter, um, at Blue Jay underscore seven one two. You can find me on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash bluejay. And if you want to see the role-playing I've been doing, that's all at um, bluejay.tv slash portfolio. I have all of the, like, YouTube VODs of everything. I'm going to have to figure out how to put podcasts up there now so I can have (laughs) you guys up there, too. I know there's going to be some listeners who are like, well, there's not a lot of voices going on right now. We have a special episode today where we have Yolaris. I'm here. We left off last time where, well, Yolaris got left behind. We're going to see what she's been up to. So who are you going to be playing, Blue Jay? Um, my character is Oglova, not Baklova, although similar. <laughs> um, Oglova is a tiefling barbarian wizard. Um, she's a little bit older more experienced, also higher level. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's been living in Sigil um, for quite some time. Is that how you pronounce it? Sigil? Yeah. Sigil? That's how I pronounce Sigil. it. Sigil. Sigil. Okay, Sigil. I just am very confused about the pronunciation of that city. But she's been living in Sigil. She's pretty chill, I would say. She's done with her adventuring days. That She's put her adventuring behind her, and she's just living the the dream i guess retired big house lots of tea i mean that's my dream i don't know about you <laughs> yeah lots of tea mm-hmm. I, I i have a pot right next to me see the dream mm-hmm. i guess we're yeah, all living the dream tea. <laughs> <laughs> who knew got here so quickly so i what i would like to do is to go back in time a little bit to Yolaris has been in Sigil for about two weeks at this point. So Yolaris, you've been hustling all the retirees <laughs> yep. in the park. I don't think it started out as hustling. I don't think Yolaris really has that as her first mindset. Uh, but when other people started putting money on the table and she started winning, she realized, oh, oh, This could be useful. And then it just got kind of a little exciting. (laughs) Just taking those retirees for all they're worth. So how long did it take from it going to O to exciting? Because I feel like it didn't take very long. No, no. I think as soon as that thought, like, uh, emerged, then it, it, you know, it was immediately uh, gained momentum from there. That that competitive edge yeah. came out. Yeah. Yeah. New Larry said, oh, I'm going to beat all of these people. And have money for books. Well, you know who else likes dragon chess? Oglava. No way. What? <laughs> that <laughs> is Spoiler crazy. alert. Yep. Um, so I feel like probably you'd been there for like two weeks. Maybe word had gotten around in the dragon chess circles. That there was a, a young, spunky, uh, what uh, race are you? I am a half-elf. A young, spunky half-elf who is taking all the park retirees for all they've got. Mm-hmm. Um, and Oglava, um, this tall, red tiefling, probably decided that she would teach you a little bit of a lesson. And so she comes into the park one day and... Everyone knows her. She's been he- living here for a while. She's been playing dragon chess for a while. Probably you're in the middle of a game. And she goes to the person um, who's playing you, looks at the board, and whispers something in their ear. Hmm. Oh. I see, yes. And the the elderly Aarakocra <laughs> with graying feathers Aww. that you're playing tilts his head to the side and moves one dragon pawn up a tier. Okay. Is this a, uh, a stratagem that I recognize? Is, is uh, this tiefling setting up a, a named... I know I I'm gonna expose how little I know about human <laughs> chess. I'm like there's there's like things that you do that have names, strategies. Thank you. Is this one of those? 
a what, did you just call it human chess? Yes. Human <laughs> chess versus dragon chess, you know. Yes. <laughs> um well, I don't know. Why don't why don't we roll? Okay. To see to see if you know I would this. love to do that. Uh and history? Uh, probably just um, intelligence. Mm, not bad. That's a 16. Okay. So I, I think you suspect it's the serpent. Yes. Oh, tricky. Mm-hmm. Slippery. Very tricky. <laughs> uh, uh, I, will, I will shift my attention to the, this, uh, this red tiefling and watch her as I, I move a piece into a, a blocking formation for the serpent it is called the eagle (laughs) good eagles like to eat serpents even in uh uh, sigil 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 i'm gonna get this wrong the whole fucking time i'm just letting you know it is okay it's probably there's several regional dialects and they all pronounce it differently so it depends on what language you're speaking honestly and i speak Mm -hmm. many languages so different depending on the language um but she sees she sees your move and i think that she pats the uh arakokra on the on the shoulder may i and he probably is like i don't know if he's put money down or anything has he put money down I think uh, he has now. This 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 particular person, he maybe doesn't have quite as much money, and he's starting to feel a little heat from you, Larry's. He also really respects you, so he he gets up. Uh, yes, of course, not a problem. I'd love to see this. We've all been we've all been talking about how this matchup might be fun. So she nods her head graciously um, and takes a seat. And looks at the board, across the board at Yolares. I hope you don't mind. Not at all. It's uh, for the love of the game, right? And there's this look like, yeah, you're definitely playing for the love of the game. Uh Uh-huh. And then she... I think she makes another move that is still within the strategy of the serpent because, you know, um, this uh, within that strategy are ways to get around different blocks and everything. But it's I want to try and, hmm, it's not sleight of hand. I think what I'm trying to do is, I guess, a deception, right? I'm trying to pretend that I'm still doing the the serpent, but instead be preparing to, like, totally blindside you. Okay, so why, why don't you roll deception? Okay. Should I counter roll perception, or how is that? What should I do? Maybe I would say investigate okay. or insight. insight. Either Pro- one. Insight might be I good. got a 16. 14 okay. with insight. 16 with investigation. Yeah, you're just really intent on this serpent. Mm-hmm. So I, I make the moves and I'm definitely staring you down. And there's a little bit of like an intimidation factor. Like here's this strange woman um, coming in. It taking like the place of your what is it called when you're trying to like um the person opponent? that you're the person you're yeah taking the place yeah. of your opponent and she makes a little bit of small talk but she's definitely like poker face mm-hmm. at the table i feel like i don't know if there should be another role for the aha like i win moment or like i don't know how to dragon chess or whatever can we inv- we now <laughs> need to invent mechanics for dragon chessing um yeah i wonder if they exist maybe the maybe the last bit is just like a some nerd made them come on nerds oh there's it's a whole thing there's a whole thing oh my god we're learning so much oh there's a whole thing gary gygax made it oh gary oh gary gary oh gary yeah there's three there's three boards so there's air which is the upper boards huh Land, which is the middle, and subterranean world, which is the lower. Oh, no. Okay. Did Gary say how one was supposed to play in-game? What rules to make? Oh, gosh. there It's quite involved here. <laughs> Let's just shortcut. I Yeah, we'll shortcut and make it up. I would love to do an int roll just to be like, aha, <laughs> checkmate, or whatever you say yes. in dragon chess. 
Yeah. Yep. Okay, so dragon um, dragon checkmate. Dragon mate. Dragon mate? No, that death, sounds dragon sexual. doom. Yeah. There are mm-hmm. dragons in this world. We don't want to know about their mates. No. Um I have a 14. I did not roll well. Uh, I've got uh, just straight in 11. Aha! Aha! (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like she's not, she's not like shoving it in your face or anything. She's just kind of trying to get the measure of you as a player and a person. So we go through this period and it's probably not a really long time. Um, She was leading you along with the false serpent um, and you were playing the appropriate counter response, but because she deceived you, got the upper hand and managed to surprise you with a different maneuver that you probably didn't know yet. They're different here, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She puts down the last piece and says, seems like you still have something to learn. Hmm. That, that was a beautiful transition. I've, haven't seen that one before. Does it? Is there a name for that? This the serpent into. Oh, that's my personal really? maneuver. Yes, and I extend my hand across the the, the table. Uh, Yaleri's roaring horn. It's really a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Aglova Blackheart. Your Yaleri's, you said. Yes. What are you doing here in Sigil? Well, uh, it's sort of a long story, um, but basically we're, uh, we're just here for a little break while some things get sorted out back home. You're, you're taking a break in Sigil, of all places. It's quite nice from what mm. I've seen so far. You must not have seen much. Fair enough. Um, This park, though. Is chess the only thing you intend to do while you're here, or...? I suppose you're right. I haven't haven't gone very far uh, yet and explored the options. I've mostly just been playing chess and buying a lot of books, seeing what what I can pick up. You sound a bit aimless. It is uh, perhaps a bit frustrating to not have an immediate task in front of me at the moment, but I, I can be patient. Would you like to get some tea? I love tea. I would love some tea. I know a good shop on the other side of the park, if you'd like. Lead the way. And um, yeah, we go to a, a tea shop. She small talks for a little bit. It's very much just like, how long have you been here? Who are you traveling with? And then there's a, a moment and she looks you up and down. You know... I didn't just ask you for tea because you need tutoring at Dragon Chess. I I think we can help each other. I'm listening. I think that you could use training in other things other than Dragon Chess and a, how shall we say, mentor of mine suggested to me that my guidance would be valuable for you. So here I am. Oh, so this isn't just a chance encounter over a chessboard in the park. Nothing is quite as simple as that. So I have been learning. May I ask who our uh, mutual acquaintance is? Perhaps you come by my house later and I can be more forthright. I want to insight roll her to see if I trust her. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, bugger. Um, 15? Yeah, I think that that's, I think this would be about a, because she's not really hiding much, yeah. I think, here. I think that'd probably be a DC 12, so. I'm not going right. to murder you, I promise. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm trying to suss out, like, what side I think she's associated with and how much she would know, kind of give sort of a suspicious glance for a while but she's really intriguing and she knows a lot about dragon chess and I just i'm really bored and i really cannot handle spending any more time in that house with my dear dear friends who are driving me absolutely insane and all the butter on the doorknobs so much butter everywhere it's just 
It's so bad. They're bad roommates. <laughs> so yeah, let let me know where uh, where I should go, and uh, I'd be glad to come by. She already has like a card made out with her information. <laughs> she she has like a calling card. <laughs> calling card, yes. Um, and she hands it to you, and I feel like she stands up and walks out without even yeah. paying the bill because they know her here. So she just stands up and watch it, walks out, and I feel like just goes to do things that she has to do. Hello, dear listeners. It is I, your favorite sass wizard, here to tell you about some of the amazing sponsors that have allowed us to bring you this episode this week. So first off, I want to know, have you heard of the Elderwood Academy? No? Well, I am here to school you, my friends. The Elderwood Academy are makers of fine, customizable accessories for your gaming table. They have dice towers that look like scroll cases, rolling trays with beautiful flourishes and embellishments, hex chest dice boxes, including a really small one for your mini dice that fit on a keychain, and I need it. It looks so cute. I do not have any mini dice, but I desperately need this thing. They also have spellbook game boxes that look like arcane tomes, and they open to fit your dice and pencils and minis and any other gaming sundries that you might need. You will truly be the envy of your table when you roll up with this loot. So head on over to elderwoodacademy.com and get the arcane education that you deserve. Next, I want to tell you about Cobalt Press's Deep Magic series for 5th edition. Do you want to learn the secrets of elven magic? To blast your enemies with battle magic? Build cunning mechanical servants with clockwork magic? The Deep Magic series from Cobalt Press has all of this and more for 5th edition. Time magic, rune magic, illumination. Nearly 20 PDFs with new ones coming out all the time. You'll find new magic schools, feats, spells, and magic items. Pick up the Deep Magic series for 5th edition at www.cobaltpress.com. This is the point where we normally read reviews, except, um, we don't have any new ones, which means we're, we're gonna ask your help. Could you, could you please give us some reviews, please? Because... Um, we don't, we don't market this really, um, we don't pay for marketing at any rate, um, for this, and we rely on word of mouth and you telling your friends, so leaving a review on iTunes is kind of like leaving a review for the friends that you don't know yet. Yeah, the friends that you don't know yet. Leave them a review, or about us, so that they can find us, and, and... And more people can listen, and that would be great. And yeah, that makes sense, right? Yeah, I think so. I think that makes sense. All right, cool. Um, yeah, please. Her house is this beautiful... Um, think, like, ornate Victorian, sort of, um, a tall, thin townhouse. Um, the windows all have curtains covering them, but it's glowing inside with fire or candlelight. I think that the house itself has also been painted red. She's very fond of red. It's a good color. (laughs) Yeah. It is a good color. Yularis is quite fond of it as well, so. So you, Yularis, have the calling card in your hand. So first, um, do you tell anyone else where you're going or what you're up to? I don't think so. (laughs) I think I I just tell them I'm going out for a while. I'll be back uh, later tonight, probably as I'm already halfway out the door. So you maneuver your way through the neighborhood. She actually lives in the same neighborhood That's as you. That's very convenient. Not far from the park. Very convenient. You you get there and you, you see this red house with lace curtains in the windows. I think I breathe a deep sigh of relief 
at seeing something so clearly sophisticated and, and civilized and just like well put together, somewhat unlike the living habits of, of my dear compatriots. So I'll just sort of like take it in and and uh, enjoy that for a moment and then and then walk up the steps to the front door. And I'm assuming there's a knocker on this door. Yeah, there's a cool cast iron knocker and I will tack, tack, tack with the knocker. It's opened by a butler. I have a, an appointment uh, with Ms. Oglava and I will hand him my the calling card that you gave me. He, I feel like he's... An older dragonborn with glasses. Yay. He's wearing, like, a, a, a suit with tails. Definitely. <laughs> like, he also has a tail. Yeah. The suit has tails. It's great. <laughs> um, and he looks down, like, through his glasses, his bifocals, half-moon glasses, perched mm-hmm. on his dragony nose, takes the card, looks at it, and then silently um, opens the door wider and um, ushers you in. And there's, like, it looks just as inviting as it did from outside. Red velvet couches, the lace curtains, fireplace with, like, candelabra everywhere. There's a tea service already set out, obviously. Um, And Oglava is sitting on the couch, and she turns a little bit to you. She, She wears a lot of, like, layered robes. Um, I feel like it's very comfortable looking, but also doesn't hide her figure. Mm-hmm. So they're like gathered at the waist and she turns to you and says, oh, good. I wasn't sure if you would be waylaid. Sit. Tea? I would love some tea. Thank you. I uh, apologize for my um, evasiveness earlier. Uh, you see, the Lady of Pain is mysterious and doesn't like other well, let's just say it, deities nudging in on her city. Um, I serve, okay, I'm going to say this wrong. Is it Shantae? Shanti? Shantaea. Shantia. <laughs> so many dialects. I, yeah, just it, it, if you pronounce it in Elven, it's one thing. Yeah. If you pronounce it in Infernal, it's a swear word, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Shantia. I'm going to say Shantia. That's what I'm going to say. She guides me in everything I do, and her hand has led me to you. Oh, so are you acquainted with, uh... Hannah. Hannah. Yes. She suggested that you might need... How do I put this without insulting you? Uh, More training than your friends. Well, I mean, putting it that way is probably the more insulting way to put it, but I won't uh, turn down (laughs) a chance to do something other than just sit in that house interminably. Yes, well, I'm sorry. I I don't mean to start us off on a bad foot or anything. I just, I mean to say that I would like to teach you and I do not want to teach your friends. Is that better? Much, yes. Okay. Much better. Right. Is that amenable to you? I I don't know if you enjoy study or if you... <laughs> Did I mention how the only thing I've done here is go to bookstores and just try and escape into the bookstores? Well, I have lots and lots of books. And she stands up and she's still holding like a teacup um, and she moves to the other side of the room as though like gesturing you to follow and like goes down a hallway and into what is probably a study because this Mm. was the front room and now we're Mm -hmm. in the study and walls and walls of books just everywhere yeah you've lost me i just like am right past you and immediately trying like oh goodness and like immediately trying like sort of mapping how you've organized uh, what the sections are, and then and then like diving in and like, this is a first edition, and and like, oh. well, I've been here for quite a while. I, uh, I was a bit hot-headed when I was your age, but 
the guiding hand of Chantia has mellowed me, and I think for the better. I think I'm probably not listening to you at this point of reading. That's fine. I probably, like, <laughs> am going on a little bit, like, sitting on the edge of my desk, um, sipping my tea, and just talking, knowing, like, I gauge that you're out of it. Yeah, I'm gone. <laughs> but there's this rhythm to her voice and the way she's talking that is... It's not, like, she's not talking to you, mm-hmm. really. She's kind of just, like, setting the the scene. It's mm-hmm. almost, it's, she's using, I think she's using her, like, thaumaturgy to turn her voice into this, like, background melody that is guiding you to whatever you need to, um, like, see. Like, she'll say something, something like fire, and then you'll see in your hand that the book you've picked up has fireballs and firebolt and like cantrips sacred flame and all of that and like she says something about like invisibility right as you turn to the page that has like those spells written on it i think she might be hyperventilating at this point (laughs) no but it's very calming but like just yeah very calm out of control hyperventilating (laughs) yeah definitely calm hyperventilating just like the hyper focusing and just it's very much like she knows her library she knows what books you're picking up and she's very pointedly like guiding you in a direction so you've been going to her house how often how how often do you as often as possible so daily yeah if she'll have me i'm there um, I'm pretty much there. Like every every now and then uh, I get guilted into like, you know, hanging out and, and making dinner. Um, but then the, the butter gets everywhere at home and <laughs> I, I have to escape again. Um, yeah, I think with a library like that, I am there as as often as possible. One day, let's say maybe about three weeks into your visiting. Oglava is is actually waiting for you in the kitchen. And there, by the fireplace, she just waits. And then she taps a stone. And the fireplace ends up kind of shifting in this red myriad of, like, this flickering, almost, like flame. Mm-hmm. And it is doorway Hmm. and there's this gesture of like come on let's let's go all right let's go i'll give you one look and then sort of i'll stride through you are blasted by heat reds and oranges flicker across your face and you immediately like you begin to sweat but then it it evaporates which kind of like immediately Mm -hmm. because it's just so hot that that you have like this shimmering halo of steam almost around you um when you're when you're on there when you're in there and under your feet is like slick obsidian and you're essentially on, when you start to look around, an island of obsidian. When you're surrounded by a fire ocean and its edges are licking the, the island smooth. But it's very, very hot. Yeah, I think I'm bringing a scarf up around my face to sort of block the intensity of that dry heat somewhat and just kind of like wheezing. Does Oglava follow me in? Sort of yes. looking around in a panic. She is not not at all uncomfortable. She's still wearing her layers of robes and her hair because of the like the the waves of heat, you know, how sometimes when you're by a fire, you get that like mm-hmm. um, her hair is 
waving a little bit in the hot air, and she she looks like even more badass than she does <laughs> sitting at, sitting at home with her tea. Like there's something in this like fire that you can tell is also in her. What is this place? <coughs> it's probably exactly what you think it is. It's the it's fire plane. Fire, dear. Oh, great. It's so welcoming. Yes, well, it won't kill you, so you don't need that. You can breathe. I mean, you should be able to breathe just fine. And she gestures to your scarf (laughs) that you put over your mouth. Like, why are you doing this? It is possible, but exceedingly unpleasant. Uh, Well, uh, I can't have you setting my house on fire. And there are things that are easier to grasp when, and she gestures like her, puts her hands out, when the element uh, surrounds you. You seem to find fire difficult. And she like looks at you like as you're feeling right now. I, I, I am affronted at that and will drop the, uh, uh, the scarf and sort of give, give Oglava a look and be like, difficult. I beg to differ. Well? Just because I don't want to breathe the stuff in. I'll have you know I have uh, quite an affinity for the evocation magics. The sort of through gritted teeth. There's like a raised eyebrow of like uh-huh. And then she um, probably uh, let me just check fireball. Fireball. Sorry, that's my fireball song. I like it. <laughs> um, she takes something out of one of the many pockets of her robes and um, rubs between her fingers uh, a little black ball and then starts to move her hands in a way that you would recognize if you've ever seen someone cast fireball and summons from the surrounding, like, Plasma, a massive ball of fire that she kind of like holds in the air. It's like she took the spell and only cast half of it, mm. but because we're in the plane of fire, you can see the element itself mm-hmm. responding to her, like waiting for her call. I think the sort of uh, uh, indignant squinty expression uh, kind of falls away as a very uh, greedy hungry look uh, follows it instead I want to do that she like drops the spell like she doesn't finish casting it and you see the 20 foot ball of flame disperse back into like the waves of lava and she turns to you and she says I know you've been doing a lot of reading, but I thought some practice was in order. I think you just you just see a, a slow a slow grin uh, spread across uh, Yulari's face as she she steps forward and sort of like rolls up her sleeves. Let's go. And there's the montage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of sweating. Because well not from not from Aglava. She's perfect yeah. and pristine because fire is her shit. Yeah. Um, you're probably sweating a lot. And there's a lot of me like adjusting the way you hold your elbows and like setting your shoulders back. And probably there's a later massage part of your like <laughs> montage, training montage, because I said that you were too tense to properly like summon a fireball. And then there's a little bit of tea montage where I'm pointing out things in a book. Um, and then there's back in the horrible fire room um, where like this time I'm like just watching while you do the conjuring. Um, what is, like, does your magic, I know that it's probably very similar because you know, everyone knows what the somatic components look like for spells. That's how they can, like, cast counterspell and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but, like, Oglova's magic is very much, like, of the fire mm-hmm. and red, um, just like it was when she opened the door. Like, is Yulari's different than that? Um, I think Yulari's probably has a, a weird 
a weirdness to it because she um, she is a wizard. Uh, she had been training in magic from a young age at home, um, but then she was denied the chance to go to basically the wizard university and ran away to Rashomon instead and got trained as a witch. So she uses this weird combination of like fairly like classical academic um, magic combined with this very different um, like folk, folk traditional, traditional like, like drawing on yeah. spirit planes and and uh uh, I think it, it it's probably quite strange for somebody who for someone who's uh, uh, well versed in sort of magical traditions and styles that's probably a very odd combination yeah there's some moments when we're first starting where I try and correct that from you and then realize that that's like if you do it my way you can't do it as well because of the way you learn to do magic how it is part of you is just different so it's like the the teacher learning how you need to be taught. Mm-hmm. So instead of trying to make you do it exactly by the book, I recognize that like okay, like maybe you've got your own way of doing things, but if I let you do it that way, it works just as well or better. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we do the end of the montage shot, like you're kind of coming into your own, I think, with that. And it's yeah, great. and Yularis fucking loves fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fire magic is. Yeah, I, I have a question. Um, so, what is that witchy element to your fireball? Um, that spirit side of things. How does that manifest? Um, I think it's sort of in the sound of the fireball. Uh, I think, um, you know, with if something's rushing at you, and fire sort of has that. If you're standing near it, you, you can hear that roar of the, the air rushing through it, or if it's whistling, if it's like moving really quickly, I think there's almost like a scream to it of, of sort of like a, a spirit, like sort of like it's sort of in that uncanny edge between just natural phenomenon and sort of unhuman human sounds. That's a creepy fireball. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you don't want that coming at you. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you want any fireball no, coming no. at you. No, true. But, yeah. it, it promises uh, physical and psychological horrors. Cool. Oh, well, that's yeah. interesting because the people who maybe are on the periphery of the fireball, they have to deal with the psychological mm-hmm. yeah. aspect of this weird, uncanny screech. Mm, that's something we can play with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Potential. Well, we could well, let, let let's talk about this. Um so we I mean we can do whatever we want. We can homebrew this. So mm-hmm. so you yeah, you do fireball, but what about if because what I'm thinking is maybe they there's a chance there's a saving throw that people in the periphery have to do for being frightened. That sounds fun. Like, yeah. yeah, whether they heard it and whether it's uh, horrifying enough for them. Yeah. I think that might be interesting to fun. do. And I think that is going to be for, like, friend and foe alike. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Because it's that's scary. Interesting. Yeah, it's scary. <laughs> I like that a lot. Okay, cool. So we'll we'll make a note of that. <laughs> when the hilarious friends suddenly become frightened of her, that's gonna be a fun day. <laughs> that first I mean, time it, she thro- she yeah. she casts. I think up. they're already like a little scared, but then that fear kind of like it's a different kind of fear, and then it kind of wore off. Just like hilarious is angry fear. Now it's like, <laughs> oh no, oh jeez, existential crisis time. All right. So yeah, so we we end the montage with a glorious fireball. Why don't you why don't you describe that moment, Kristen? Hilarious. Um so we are back in the fire plane uh, after a couple a couple rounds. And, you know, I think you know, if 
casts, this isn't like the first fireball, there have been some smaller ones and some, uh, but um, I think finally I am uh, not listening to so much to like both all the things going on outside and like, you know, when you like, you overthink things and then like you make little mistakes that you would never make, but you, you've been like trying to think too much about it. I just finally like that part of my brain gets shut off. And uh, I actually feel the um, sort of elemental intensity and enjoy the elemental intensity of being on the fire plane. And I'm just able to like, instead of like just casting forwards with one hand, like draw the fire from either side first and like form it and then and like I think it just sort of almost it's so big that it almost engulfs the whole island I kind of almost misjudged how far away to throw it it comes back really intense but uh, both Agaba and I just stand there and it's sort of like the hair gets blown back for both of us and like the wind from this fireball and we just stand there and we're both like not each other like yeah <laughs> fire I'm very proud yeah <laughs> <laughs> Ilaris, I... You don't have more time to practice, unfortunately. What do you mean? This is all the time we had. You... There are other paths that you must take now. Which paths? The betrayer does not wait. You must go to your friends. Has he found them? I don't know. I'm not a diviner. But you must go to them now. And she, like, had, uh, like, a cloth with water that she was using to pat your head. And she, like, helps you sit up and gives you some tea that probably has some, like, herbs that help to recover from this sort Mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. Um, And then, like, you know, directs you to gather the things that you've left here. Um your books and what mm-hmm. have you you probably finish like copying out some spells that you don't want to leave behind you know yep and then takes you back to the kitchen to the door that she's opened like so many times onto the the plane of fire but this time it's not the plane of fire it's something else it's soft and smoky and strange and you look at it and you can't really see it but if you turn your head and look at it out of the corner of your eye all of a sudden it's there it's a it's a doorway and she it's not guidance because she's not a cleric but she does something like says a prayer maybe to Shantia and she touches your forehead with her forehead and then she says Safe passage, Yolaris. I will grab your hands and squeeze them and and ask, will I see you again soon, I hope? I'll be here. All right. Thank you. You are incredibly welcome. Now go on. Another squeeze of the hands, and I think I probably have a unseen servant carrying my trunk again, because that's just going to be too much trouble. I've amassed a few books while I've been here. And uh, sort of one last look over the shoulder, and then I will step through the portal. And you step into the plane of dreams. Well, the dream plane. What exactly is Hilarious going to do there? Well, I guess we're just going to have to find out on the next episode, which will be coming out on March 16th. We have special guest Lauren Urban. We are really excited to have Lauren aboard. 
Well, we'll see you next time. Neoscum is a narrative comedy podcast featuring five Chicago improvisers antagonizing their way through the role-playing classic Shadowrun. It follows a group of misfits and outsiders. Z, the acerbic cyber troublemaker. Pock, the candy junkie klepto from across the pond. Tech wizard, the public access actor with a petulant thirst for adventure. And Dak Rambo, the nastiest trucker this side of the Robo-Mason-Dixon. Join the irascible Neoscum crew on a puerile rock and road trip through a weirdo world of tomorrow, doling out street justice to every deed they encounter, whether they deserve it or not. Bianca Zelda here to thank some of our new and upgrading patrons. We have Lisa Wren as a new patron. Thank you very much for joining us. And as an upgrading patron, we have Alex Pham. You are marvelous. Thank you very much. Um, so... Who are you going to be... Okay, hold on. See, this is the great thing about podcasting is you can just go back and edit this out. It's not like streaming. It's pretty nice. (laughs) Oglava, I have a last name. It's here somewhere. No, I don't have a last name. No, you don't. You you can make it up. Oh, (laughs) shit. Well, um, my name is... Give me a second. It's mm-hmm. coming. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. Uh, it's really easy to get burnt out practicing fire spells. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm never coming back to this show ever again. Theme music by Victoria Rogers. Some other music is by Kevin McLeod of Incomtech.com. Songs used were... Almost New, Cottages, Northern Glade, Fantasia, Fantasia, and The Other Side of the Door. Some sound effects that were used were from freesound.org, Lava Loop by Audionautics, Designed Fire by Gregor Quendel, and Forest Fire Inferno by Dynamicel. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.